honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey. We are available on thesportstuff.com, which also hosts the great crossover podcast. And of course, <laughs> the Oddman Media Network, also kind enough to have us on there, which also hosts the wonderful Courtside Podcast with Hank McCoy and Vince Germano and BG. So letting you know about those. Do check those shows out and those websites, of course. I'm going solo once again today. It, uh, I'm going to be solo for the time being. Pa, we'll see what happens, possibly revolving doors of guests, because it's really hard to have a consistent co-host, at least on this show, for some strange reason. Um, <laughs> debuting a new show already now with Vince Germano called The Showtime and Timberwolves Show, so that's been out there. Do keep an eye out for that on iTunes. Um, don't mean to start out the show just rambling here, so I do apologize about stuff not directly Timberwolves related, but just letting you know, and, um, it may be a revolving door of guests on this show, and (laughs) despite what some of you may have seen on the Facebook page, I wouldn't rule out a possible return of Marcus the Forecaster, um, (laughs) at least on a part-time basis, probably not every single show, but possibly on a part-time basis, don't be surprised if he returns. Don't be too surprised, but also don't be surprised if he doesn't. Okay, on to the Timberwolves, on to the NBA. First, I'll start off with one brief league topic that's a bit interesting, considering it's the number one team in basketball signing a, well, a fairly significant name. (laughs) You can kind of guess what's going on here. That's the Indiana Pacers signing Andrew Bynum. What's the impact of that? Uh, Hard to say, I suppose. Sounds like he's going to play some significant minutes, actually, in Indiana, according to Larry Bird. Didn't didn't play all that great in Cleveland, but I can't imagine he's going to hurt in terms of being there as a player. As a person, I'm not all too sure. Uh, I would hope he's not going to be sleeping with an assistant coach's wife again. <laughs> I don't even want to get too deep into that. It's not really something that yeah, I want to think about, but <laughs> I can, you, can, you can only imagine there. Uh, he's kind of a nut. He is kind of a loose cannon. Some people think it's going to destroy the Pacers. Some people think it could be a nice addition, make them even deeper. I'm going to lean towards it's going to make them deeper. i got to think that team has enough strong personalities on it that are going to keep um, Andrew Bynum under, or excuse me, in check. Uh, yes, Kobe Bryant was a strong personality, but L.A. is nuts. And, well, Bynum did stay fairly <laughs> fairly in check, at least with his teammates. Yeah, he was beating up players on the other team, you know, cheap shots and stuff, but not his team, not not like stuff going on inside the team, like with Cleveland. That was kind of nuts what was going on there. Uh, I'm just going to leave that alone. Wouldn't be too surprised, actually, if he is a help to that team. We're going to get right into the Timberwolves, though, now. It was a... Gosh, you know, I was so happy. I was so positive. Going into this coming week here, that's now the past. What the hell? You know, it's like, here we go again. (laughs) I mean, great. Okay, we beat the Pelicans. Yeah, we beat the Pelicans. You got to take care of business there. Um, Yeah, and it started promising. That's that's the frustrating part. Only three games to review today, of course. You got uh, Minnesota at Chicago, New Orleans at Minnesota. So, yes, there's positive stuff here. The Wolves did take care of business against the Chicago Bulls Monday, January the 27th, 95-86. But Joachim Noah was out because of the flu. So, okay. Um, Yes, it's good to take advantage of that situation, and you have to. Uh, You have to take advantage of that situation. I mean, if the Wolves lost the game, it would be kind of frustrating. But nice to see the Wolves win a road game. Kevin Love, pretty dominant overall. Again, not the most exciting game in the world. And 
that's kind of been a trend with the Wolves of late. Uh, Nikola Pekovic injured in this particular game. It was his Achilles at the time, then turns out to be <laughs> uh, burst bursitis in his ankle. Uh, so much for the 82, Mr. Pekovic. So that's been the deal with him now. Ronnie Turioff extended minutes and played very good in the game. Played almost 33 minutes, managed to get 14 points, 3 blocks, 7 rebounds. Nice energy off the bench, or excuse me, off the bench and ultimately kind of like as the main guy. Missed only one field goal attempt in the game and missed a free throw, but very solid game for Ronnie Turioff in major minutes, believe it or not. I mean, there was a time, just the thought of Ronnie Turioff playing major minutes like on the Lakers or teams like that, or the Clippers, it's just like you kind of like chuckle, like, really, Ronnie Turioff? But, hey, I mean, he looked he looked good in this game. Uh, nice to see Gorgie Zhang get out there, but he didn't have that good of a game, unfortunately, much to our chagrin. <laughs> Myself and others, I'm sure, out there. Um, overall, though, the game, yeah, I mean, Turioff and Kevin Love were pretty much the stories of this one. They, they played very well the whole night. Uh, Love, not the best field goal percentage, certainly from downtown, but he was able to get his free throws, <laughs> and he made all 14 of them getting to the line and making them. And that was, the Bulls just had no answer for that. Carlos Boozer, nice game statistically, but, well, it's just it's just Carlos Boozer. You know, he's going to score sometimes and and um, get some rebounds, but ultimately he's not really a winning type of player. Kevin Martin, certainly back to the pack, only making a third of his shots in this game. Did make one of two from three-point range. Buttinger had one of his best games of the season <laughs> in this one, and that was nice to see as well. Made both of his threes, five of seven from the floor. Solid game for Chase Buttinger. Nice to see him play well, but ultimately <laughs> he hasn't really been this guy the whole season uh, in, in his time back. He's certainly been very slow from recovery. Don't really see any of that athleticism. Don't see any defense out of him. Shooting form has not been that great, but on this one particular night, he looked pretty good. Uh, and <laughs> I really deeply apologize for not doing a Lone Wolf and Johnny Flynn memorial on the last show. Um, the Lone Wolf or the Lone Wolf would go to Kevin Martin on the last show. So I'm going to say that right now. So so he doesn't get forgotten. So he doesn't miss the opportunity to get a Lone Wolf. Because Kevin Martin, you know, he's not going to get a ton of those. It's, they're almost all going to go to Kevin Love most of the time. <laughs> and I remember giving some to Rubio at some points. But, um, uh, I mean, this, again, not the most exciting game in the world. But it was really cool to see... Turioff play as well as he did. He, he was a nice, solid factor out there, and with Joakim Noah out of the, out of the picture, certainly made certainly helped helped out the, the Wolves in this game in a big, big way. Narza Muhammad was surprisingly decent. He's a guy you hardly ever see. Mike James saw some action and did absolutely nothing, which is about what you'd expect. He's old and he never was good, except the one single year with the Toronto Raptors, which cost the Wolves a lot of money. <laughs> that one good year with the Toronto Raptors. For Mike James was a uh, expensive one for Minnesota. Um, just again, nice to see the Wolves get a win in Chicago, get the job done. I mean, you really hate to see the Wolves beat Golden State, almost beat Portland. Well, not almost beat Portland, but play okay against Portland for a little while, and then have a letdown against a depleted Chicago team. But uh, yeah, a nice solid win. And yeah, like I was saying, the Wolves, uh, you know, they're a better team than the Bulls. Come on. But, of course, the Bulls are better coached, I believe, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree. So then we quickly head on to Wednesday, January the 29th. The Timberwolves host the Pelicans in one of the most boring, uh, lethargic games of all time, and yet the Wolves still win by 11 because New Orleans is, like, they are not they don't have anybody healthy right now. <laughs> Kevin Love, another Kevin Love-type game, 30-14. and 14. And for the first time since November, the Timberwolves go over 500. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. I mean, the Wolves were over 500 for the first time since they were like since early November, when they were like three and oh, three and three and two, whatever it was. <laughs> that was the good part. At least, at least the Wolves got that done. But overall, um, one of the one of the most boring games you ever saw. <laughs> I mean, eh, Kevin Love, yeah, statistically was good, but. Boy, the Wolves are just launching threes in this game and clanging them all over the place. Not the most fun thing to see. Uh, <laughs> Cunningham was probably the... <laughs> Cunningham was the most efficient player in for, for his given amount of time out there on the court. He was actually quite efficient, if you can uh, if you can imagine that. Oh, I, I mean, watching Luke Richard Mamute out there, though, play almost, almost 25 minutes, 23 minutes, just 
really difficult to watch. I mean, the guy does nothing. Can somebody tell me truly what Luke Richard Mamute brings to the Timberwolves? Is his defense that good? Is it because his offense is obviously as bad as you've ever seen? I mean, I'm surprised he even managed to get three points in this game. I'm really surprised. <laughs> ah, Rubio again, very uninspired if, uh, game for him as well. Um, and yes, he tries hard, but at the same time, he's not <laughs> hes not really playing up to his potential at this point in time. And I'm going to definitely get into something with Rick Adelman here in the next game. I mean, it's like these two games with Chicago and New Orleans, yeah, I mean, they were fun in terms of like we won, but they weren't fun to watch, you know, and it's like I don't really have all that much to say about them other than the Wolves just played good enough to win, you know. Kevin Martin made a decent amount of shots, got his 18 points, Love, again with his 30, Corey Brewer did a whole lot of nothing in the game. It just was a lethargic night. Turioff was not nearly as good as he was against Chicago. Um, Gordy Zhang amazingly played less minutes in this game than in the Chicago game, which... Why is that? Like, I'm just miffed. So let's just give Luke Richard Mamute an extra 20 minutes versus the Chicago game. Really? I mean, I, I just don't understand this man, this head coach named Rick Adelman. I don't understand the guy. I just can't. What in the world? It makes no sense. It, it really does. Um, and you're not going to be giving Ricky Rubio much confidence by sitting him down. You're, you're just not going to be doing that either. And, boy, that's going to be like the the theme of the feature presentation of the week, the, the, the Memphis game, which is I'm just about to get to. In fact, let's do it. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I'm really talking about is why the hell is Luke Richard Mamute playing so much against the Pelicans? What's the point? I mean, what are you going to learn about this guy that you need to see. Why don't you learn more about the Gargi Jengs? Why isn't Shabazz Muhammad getting a second against the New Orleans Pelicans? Is Shabazz Muhammad really the biggest bust of all time, or is Rick Adelman the biggest stubborn you-know-what of all time? I, I, I just I just don't understand this guy, man. I, I can't figure it out. And rules host... The Memphis Grizzlies on the last day of January. Let's close out the month of January. And we'll be previewing the first three games of February in the next segment. That's right. That's right. We're going to do three segments now. Uh, We're going to be heading to that from now on. Including if and when we have a guest on the show. And hopefully, just hopefully, hopefully you know who back. That would be great. Um, (laughs) The possibility does exist, yes. Believe it or not. Uh, Okay, let's move on to it. Oh, the possible future point guard of the Timberwolves, according to Hank McCoy, who <laughs> sent me a little trade, a little trade, <laughs> a trade idea this week. I'm sure a lot of you listening are going to be like, uh, like, no way. I kind of liked it for a little while. I was thinking about it, but okay, let's just get to the trade here. Uh, he had the Wolves giving up Rubio, Pekovic, Shabazz, and... Chase Budinger in a three-team trade with Memphis and Los Angeles. You know, the L.A. Lakers, Vince's team. Yep, Vince. He will be talking Lakers on the other show we do, yes. Um, Maybe we'll have Vince on here, too, at some point to talk Timberwolves only. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, he has the Wolves receiving Mike Conley and Paul Gasol, yet giving up all those other guys. Amazingly, the salaries match... uh, I don't know how, they just do. Uh, okay, yeah, they met. I really don't know how, actually, but, um, okay. <laughs> uh, Mike Conley, well, now he's got a hurt ankle, of course, in this game. He injured himself, but, hey, he he's better than Rubio right now, and his defense is really good. He's scoring 18 points a game. It took him, like, forever to get to this point, but he's finally there. Uh, Pekovic being gone. Pau Gasol coming to Minnesota. Pau, Pau Gasol, not Mark, unfortunately. Shabazz going to Shabazz, Shabazz going to the Lakers. Pekovic, I can't even remember where. I think the Lakers. I don't remember who the Grizzlies were receiving. They were receiving Rubio, but I can't remember who else after that. Um, but uh, it, was a, it was a semi-interesting. It was an interesting idea. It's um, <laughs> uh, it was an interesting trade idea. Yes. Uh, let's see. I believe it's in here somewhere. No, that's the wrong one. Oh, well, it was there. <laughs> Okay, so we do have, I just hate how long these take, it is Bunninger, 
and Rubio going to Memphis. So they'd be giving up Mike Conley for Buttinger and Rubio? Uh, I suppose. Oh, and Cunningham. Oh, my God. So we're giving up five players? Jeez. No, that is four. Yeah, five players. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cunningham would also be going to L.A. That's a lot. Um, that's kind of a lot. I, that's a big-ass trade, too. That's that's uh, that's seven people. Oh, well. <laughs> Interesting idea, but obviously probably not something the Timberwolves are even... I, I can't even imagine them even doing... I, I, yeah, I can't imagine them trading Rubio away right now, and I don't think they'd trade Peck either. I can't see Flip Saunders getting that quote-unquote creative and making that big of a... a uh, making that big and, and wild of a trade. So regardless if it's good or not, I don't see the Wolves doing it. So let's just get back to the actual Memphis game itself. It sucked. Um, yeah, it, it just sucked. That's about all there is to it. And the... The Grizzlies suddenly are remembering how to play. They weren't doing well. They were well behind the Timberwolves. Now they're ahead of the Wolves. They've won 10 out of 11. Yes, Conley got hurt. Um, but the fact of the matter is the Wolves lost. They looked terrible early on. Uh, the whole first half, it's just where the Wolves are trailing by 15 at one point. That's right, 15 points in the first half at one point. And then, oh my God, what a roaring charge the Wolves had in that third quarter. Kevin Love went, when you know, went, went all over the place. Great quarter. Played wonderfully. Rubio was playing pretty solid in this game. That's the whole point that I'm getting to right now. Ricky Rubio, yeah, his shooting wasn't good, but he was making nice assists. Yeah, he's turning the ball over, but he was getting getting the ball to people. They were scoring on the on the pass. They were getting a job. They were in a flow. They were playing well. So let's just put J.J. Barea in to start the fourth quarter. Okay. And let's not take J.J. Barea out. Let's just not take him out at all. Well, he just pounds the ball on the floor, turns the ball over, makes dumb plays, makes meaningless plays, shoots the ball at inopportune times. I, I, I just, again, Rick Edelman, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, the Wolves are actually had taken the lead going into the fourth quarter. They were looking very solid. A 30-16 to 16 third quarter just tore up Memphis in that third. And just the way things slowly but surely started to deteriorate and fall apart in that fourth quarter had me just absolutely livid. I mean, I've got... <laughs> Rick Edelman, I have no idea what this man is doing. Oh, my. I mean... <laughs> oh, Rick Edelman, what are you doing? Um, I, I just don't understand. Okay, Luke Richard Mahamute didn't play a minute. That's good, but neither did Shabazz Muhammad. Uh, it also does look bad. That trade looks even worse, though. Derek Williams for a guy that you don't even want to play because he's not good enough. He really is not good enough. The fans don't want Luke Richard in there. Not just Adelman. I mean, Adelman doesn't want anybody playing that isn't on his little short list. Corey Brewer, by the way, ah, just it just he was just a complete non-factor the whole game. Yet he played 34 minutes, did almost nothing out there. You could have given like a Shabazz a little playing time and out there. You needed a little scoring punch off the bench. Chase Bunninger didn't do absolutely did absolutely nothing in almost 18 minutes. Uh, you know that's where you just don't you just it just makes no sense. I don't understand why. A, I don't understand why you you don't want some scoring punch off the bench from a guy who I gotta think is gonna have some scoring punch. I mean, yeah, it was the D League, but the way he scored those twenty four points a game, it was completely effortless. You, I can't imagine Shabazz Muhammad struggling to score eight points in the NBA. I can't imagine that being a huge problem. Luke Richard Mahmute scoring eight points would be like amazing. You know, it would be amazing, and the way Chase Bunninger's playing this year so far. Zero energy doesn't even look. Does he really doesn't even look healthy out there? Robbie Hummel's inactive now because he's just you know he's he's like a worse version of Bunninger. That's basically exactly what happened. Poor poor Robbie. You know he was only here because Bunninger was out. He's still on the team, still on the salary, but nah. Um, this team needs to. This team needs to trade JJ Perea. I mean, you just you you watch him out there that whole fourth quarter. That's not a point guard. That's just a guy pounding the ball, bringing it up the court, and pounding it. That's all he does. Is he a playmaker? Does J.J. Barea make anybody better? Does he? Does he play any defense whatsoever? 
Does he make good decisions? Does he piss people off? <laughs> yeah, can you save 15% or more on car insurance by switching to Geico? Yeah, he pisses people off. Um, <laughs> and the other stuff, <laughs> all the other stuff before that, he doesn't, uh, no, he doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't do, no. He just does not. Maria and Adelman, man, I'm telling you, it's a marriage made in hell. I want this, I want a divorce. I want a divorce. Yeah, yeah. We can talk all we want here in Minnesota, in this market, because we're so afraid to talk bad about players or about coaches because it's just not nice enough. You know, you, you're just not being nice. Oh, that, you got you gotta, why are you being so, why are you being so hard on them? Why? Well, because they're not doing what they're, they're not doing what you expected. You have to have some expectations, right? I mean, I've had people get pissed off at me for saying, for getting mad at the team in the past. Well, what'd you think? They're going to make the playoffs? Well, I expected more than I was seeing. (laughs) You know, I mean, flat out not even trying was one thing in the past. Now it's like flat out underachieving. And it's having the wrong players in the game is at the wrong time. A Berea out there in the third quarter for a little while, maybe some of the second, okay. But the entire fourth quarter, are you serious? Really? Are you serious? Is that a winning formula in this league? Is it? (laughs) Is leaving, is having zero scoring punch off the bench and not even experimenting with somebody that just might be that guy to at least be some kind of a spark plug off the bench? I'm not saying start him. At least something of a spark plug off the bench. Is he that worthless? I mean, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I don't think he's that worthless. And I just love, just love hearing, oh, Rick Adelman really likes him. Rick Adelman really likes Gorgie Zhang and Shabazz Muhammad. Just really likes him. Then play him! If you like him, then play him! For God's sakes! So it's just, yeah, when you hear that stuff, what does that even mean? What does it mean that you like somebody, and but you don't even play him? That, it, means, it makes no sense. Is he really learning by rotting on the bench? Are we winning games by <laughs> having a pounder out there on the floor, running our offense the entire fourth quarter in a close game at home that you need to win if you're even semi-serious about trying to make the postseason since you're such a win-now guy, you're going to leave J.J. Barea out there. That's win-now? Is it really? I don't care if Rubio was turning the ball over a little bit. He was making people better. Barea does not make people better. And now, since you've all been naughty, we still have one more game to review. That's right, one more. So Saturday, February the 1st, the Minnesota Timberwolves head to Atlanta, and they do what they always do. The Timberwolves never win in Atlanta, regardless of when we're good or when we're bad. So as I predicted, the Timberwolves do lose to the Atlanta Hawks, 120-113, to 113 in a fairly entertaining game. I mean, Kevin Love had a great game. He had an awesome game, a 43-point game, but the third quarter did the Timberwolves in. Um, they were playing pretty good for a while there. Looked promising with the lead at the half, but then the second half, just the floodgates opened, and the frustration took over again for all of us Timberwolves fans that love this team and want to see them succeed, and would like to see them win a game on the road, and like to see them win many games on the road. Ricky Rubio picked up where he left off and played, well, played, he didn't score, but he was making nice passes, setting people up. Ricky Rubio has been improving, at least in that area. Uh, Berea, amazingly, with almost the exact same box score with 12 points, 4 assists, as the Memphis game, which is funny. I'm actually stunned that Berea scored 12 points in that Memphis game, but I suppose... When you're hogging the ball as much as he does, he's just going to score by default. Really, only Kevin Love shot well. Well, Brewer shot well, but only attempted seven shots. Love did shoot very well, though, from the, in this game. But ultimately, it was him getting to the free throw line is why he was able to build up his, his numbers to 43 points. And really, really unbelievable game for Kevin Love, who is, of course, a Western Conference All-Star starter. A well-deserved one. A near 40-20 game for Kevin Love. Oh, if he could have got one more rebound. <laughs> Remember all those 30-20s he was getting a couple years ago when 
Rick Allen first took over as head coach and Kevin Love was becoming like an all-star starter type of talent. Boy, I mean, Love is just keeps getting better and better every year when he's not injured. <clears throat> but the third quarter was just absolutely terrible. It was so frustrating to watch. Just one turnover after another, one bad shot after another, and Atlanta was making everything in the book, and it was driving me nuts, and I'm sure it was driving a lot of you nuts as well out there. Um, Rubio, though, did have 11 assists and and uh, five steals, three turnovers, unfortunately. Turioff was borderline awful in this game, except for, well, okay, he had the turnovers, but he did have five blocks, so I can't say he was terrible, terrible. The blocks were really good, but overall, offensively, the guy is just a non-factor, and he can really frustrate you when he loses the ball. Bad passes, can't hang on to the ball. Uh, You know, he just is what he is. He's like an 11th or 12th guy, but Rick Edelman sees him as a type of guy who should get major minutes, even when Pekovic is healthy. Um, And how many minutes did Gorgi Zhang play? No Pekovic, no problem. No Zhang. Really? No Pekovic, no Zhang. Really, Adelman? Really, Adelman? Really? <laughs> really? So let's put Donnie Cunningham at center. <laughs> oh, and let's give Luke Richard his 10 minutes again. Let's give let's just put him out there. And what did he do? Eh. What what did he do? You're going to have to fill me in on that, guys. You're going to you're really going to have to. <laughs> but Atlanta's undermanned at the center position cuz no uh Al Horford who's really not a full-blown center anyway. He's a power-forward center. And, I mean, Gustavo Ion, really? Gustavo Ion, and you can't take advantage of that? <laughs> and yes, I know, the Timberwolves never win in Atlanta. And, of course, Atlanta outshot the Timberwolves pretty big time in this one. 46% from the floor, 4 Well, actually, the shooting wasn't as bad as it was just the overall execution. I shouldn't even say the shooting. It was the execution, and it felt like Atlanta was on fire because of that third quarter. They were just blowing past us, getting around us. Really, virtually, the Wolves put up virtually no defense in this game. Kind of similar to Golden State game, actually. It's just Atlanta's not as prolific offensively as uh, Golden State. And the Wolves were certainly not as good against Atlanta as they were against Golden State. Certainly not as clutch <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Atlanta had five, five players in double figures. And three others near very close to it. It's just a nice overall team effort by Atlanta and a overall not very good team effort by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Four players in double figures, if you can believe it. But other than that, it's just not a, not a good game for the Wolves in the grand scheme of things. In the, I mean, they they gave us some hope. They gave us some hope in that with a solid first half. But again, the third quarter, kind of kind of old school, like in the uh, Kurt Rambis days. Forgive me for mentioning that name. The third quarter did the Wolves in in a big ugly way. But Kevin Love, really, really, <laughs> he's going to earn the Lone Wolf Award once again. Without a doubt, Kevin Love, an overall great week. Uh, 30 points in pretty much every game. 43-point game against Atlanta. He gave the Wolves what they needed, but overall, the team itself didn't do didn't do the job. And Pekovic missing in this game didn't help. I gotta think he would have been... <laughs> He would have given the Wolves that extra scoring punch, that extra scoring punch against a definitely weak front line of <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, really, the Wolves should have won this game when you think about it. Without without Al Horford, it's just like you go into Atlanta. It's like it's almost like a mental thing. Every time the Wolves go into Atlanta, it's just another loss, and it's been going on for like twenty five years. It's ridiculous. Um, it's just again, it is what it is. So, yes, Kevin Love, Lone Wolf Award winner. I'm going to give the Johnny Flynn Memorial, Johnny Flynn Reward, Johnny Flynn, yeah, just the worst player of the week. Let's just call him that. I'm going to give it to Corey Brewer. He had a very, he had a solid game against Atlanta, but overall, very unproductive week. Not what you need out of your starting small forward who's getting major minutes. Getting 30, playing 35 minutes, 25 minutes. 35 minutes, 30 minutes, 32 minutes, whatever it is. He's getting major minutes and doing almost nothing. Luke Richard Mamuta is such a non-factor. I can't give him, pardon me, I can't give him the the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial because he's such a, he's just such a non-factor. It's just like, screw it. I mean, he, he doesn't matter. So, ultimately, Brewer, Johnny Flynn, Kevin Love, Lone Wolf. We'll be right back right after this to do the preview segment. 
you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. That's right, it is time for the preview segment. We are going to get stuck straight into it, might. <laughs> yes, uh, we've got four games to preview. We reviewed four games, now four games to preview. Busy schedule here for the Timberwolves going into the, uh, well, going into the month of February here. And eventually the All-Star break. Yes, that'll be time for all of us basketball fans to... Well, enjoy the All-Star break, I guess. I'm not really a big fan anymore. I used to be a really big fan back in the 90s, for with good reason. Nowadays, eh, I don't know, it's just not the same. Um, but, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, during that time, I'll probably take a break from the show, but we're not quite there yet, not quite there yet. So, I'll probably, yeah, I'll be recording next week for dang sure, because we've got all these games to, pre- uh, to review. So, the Showtime and Timberwolves show <laughs> will take center court. When the Minnesota Timberwolves host the Los Angeles Lakers, that's right. Me and Vince Germano probably will have our little Twitter uh, Twitter banter. Twitter banter. We don't really uh, argue basketball much. It seems like we agree on almost everything. Which I mean, maybe we got maybe we got to argue a little bit more. Yes, and without really a stage, uh, there is no stage. It's just you know, it's hard to argue. We seem to just think the same way. I guess it's not like we're trying to be kissing up to each other. It just is what it is. And yes, I keep plugging the Showtime and Timberwolves show, so yeah, do check it out. It's, it'll be showing up on iTunes soon. It hasn't yet, because iTunes, when you release your very first show, it just takes a while to show up, all the feed and stuff. You know, it, iTunes is not exactly uh, a fast place. So, okay, the Lakers come to the come to the Target Center February the 4th. Tuesday, February the 4th. I gotta think that's a Minnesota victory. I, you, it better be. Um, <laughs> If it's anything like the the last performance the Wolves had against the Los Angeles Lakers in the Staples Center, oh my. I mean, and yeah, we know the Wolves kicked the Lakers' ass the first time around this year. Yeah, the first time, but the second time was really not a not a good game at all. It just, like, really sucked. Like, it just, uh, it was just, uh, you know, it was pathetic. There was nothing impressive about it in any possible way, shape, or form. Uh, the Lakers are now 16-31. and 31. They have lost quite a few games in a row, Vince. Oh, yeah, they've been losing. And, yes, <laughs> another guy, Mr. Train. Mr. Train is also a Lakers fan. Yes, he, he'll probably be, uh, you know, he may find his way on this show at times. We even talked about that on Twitter. You may hear from uh, the Pumpa on this show sometime. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd like to get these guys on here. The Pumpa, the Pumpa of the Hoops podcast. Uh, James McKern, that being boof. A Celtics fan on this show? Why not? I mean, I ought to get, you know, Keelan King, Kristen Mayer, who knows? I mean, Hank McCoy, who would be just awesome. I gotta get Hank on here, man. Man, me and Hank had a good some good had a good time the one time I went on courtside. Okay. <sighs> Look at me all in denial of this Lakers Minnesota game. Sixteen and thirty one. I'm sure Vince is more in denial than I am. <laughs> Boy, I got sidetracked way too easily here, and I do apologize. Lakers have been losing, and they've been losing a lot. They've lost six games in a row. Why would I think they would come into Minnesota and win? I have absolutely no freaking idea. There's just no way. Uh, as to when Kobe's coming back, it's got to be getting kind of soon. I mean, it was a six-week six injury. Uh, it's been about six weeks, hasn't it? So six to eight. Uh, he's got to be getting fairly close, right? Unfortunately, there um, is, was still pain and swelling as of Tuesday, January the 28th. That's the last update on his uh, health status. So, huh. Boy, that stinks. It'll be examined again in possibly three weeks. Yikes. So, Kobe still... Boy, oh boy. That would be 
two weeks. <laughs> yeah, re-examined in three weeks. Just examined. That's not necessarily even like he's going to get out and play. So, oh boy. Mm. I feel for you, Vince, and I feel for you, Laker fans. Uh, a lot of people out there probably just rubbing it in. Tom Reed is also a Laker fan. Let's believe the hype out there as well. Yes, sir. Um, no reason to think the Wolves can't beat this team. Yeah, they've been a pain in the butt in the past. Okay, Paul Gasol is, yeah, he's leading the team in scoring, averaging 17 points a game. Really not, he's not bad or anything, but I don't really see him as the same player that he was once upon a time. Steve Blake has been the starting point guard for the LA Lakers. I'm not a big fan. Uh, He'll get his assists, he'll hit his threes, but... Ah, you know, he's an average player. He's he's a he well, he's a slight he's an average player. He's 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 better than Luke Ridnauer, but still. Ah, eh, that's really all there is to say about that. Uh Wesley Johnson is one of those guys. He just he occasionally has a good night and of course he had a nice night against the Wolves back in November when they beat the living you know what? Or it was December. She beat the living you know what out of the Wolves. Um but if the Wolves, let's just say if the Wolves lose this game, let's just fire Adelman, please. You know, if the Wolves lose at home to L.A., like if they get, if, if they got rolled by this struggling, injured, beat up, everything above it, Lakers team, poorly coached, yeah, poorly coached by Mr. Pringles, who just needs to go. I mean, the Lakers need to get rid of him, you know. Yeah, they, they really do. Pringles should just go coach in Italy, you know. I mean, seriously, or just not coach anymore. Or be an assistant somewhere, maybe. I don't know. An offensive assistant. Because he ain't got any defensive coaching ability whatsoever. Because he's just going to tell them to go get stops. That's about his defensive coaching approach. Really uh, really strategic there. Uh, Wolves should, the Wolves should really, honestly, they should they should be able to run this team. Maybe not a blowout, but they should be able to win. I gotta, I'm going to go with a 1-0. I'll go with 1 108 to 96. Yeah, Wolves have a pretty comfortable 12-point win against the LA Lakers. So there you go. Gotta move on. I've been rambling too much, but then again, that is kind of a feature presentation because of so many, <laughs> so many uh, listeners of this show who actually happen to be podcasters as well are Lakers fans. So it's like I tend to talk, uh, I tend to get a little bit extra in me when I talk Lakers. Minnesota heading to Oklahoma City. That's the Oklahoma City, the OKC. And there's absolutely no freaking chance the Wolves win. Uh, Oklahoma's playing out of their mind. Kevin Durant, if he was a hockey player, he'd be getting hat tricks every night. I mean, the guy is just... What the hell? I mean, the guy is just playing out of his absolute freaking mind. Funny what happens when the ball hog of ball hogs is not playing right now. Old Mr. Six Shooter himself, you know, every time he hits a three-pointer. Old Mr. Six Shooter, old old Wild Bill, (laughs) old Wild Russell, whatever you want to call him, is not playing... And look at the OKC Thunder. Are they really suffering with Westbrook out right now? Not so much. Um, and I know a lot of people might be like, Joey, this you are a complete moron. Are you kidding me? You think Oklahoma's better without Westbrook in some aspects? Yes, I think the offense flows better. <laughs> Oklahoma City is playing really damn good. They are the number one seed in the Western Conference. So, okay, I guess Oklahoma sucks without Westbrook. I mean, they suck, man. They're only 38-11. and 11. Gee, they suck. No, there's no absolute freaking way the Wolves win in Oklahoma. <laughs> I almost dropped an F-bomb there. Oh, that's right. Derek Fisher's on there. I'm like seeing this thing and it looks like the Lakers. I'm like losing my brain here. I'm going absolutely nuts. I uh, apologize for that. What a season Oklahoma's having. I mean, Jiminy. Jiminy. Ugh. Reggie Jackson is the point guard right now. He's only averaging 4.1 assists, but... Eh, that's the funny part, but he's still, he's he's adequate. He's been an adequate point guard of the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's just, you look at their statistics, though. I mean, you looked at the Lakers, and they have, you know, they kind of have a, they, well, earlier in the year anyway, they kind of had a balanced attack, kind of almost like the Phoenix Suns, but certainly not nearly as good, where they were just really balanced, you know, in their offense. Um, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, good Lord Almighty, <laughs> like nobody scores except Durant right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ibaka's got 15 points a game. Jackson's at 13. Jeremy Lamb is kind of emerging a little bit. He's, you know, because he has to. He's been playing a little better with averaging about 10 points a game off the bench. But, I mean, Kevin Durant, he might score, like, I, I don't know. I mean, unless Corey Brewer plays really damn good defense on him, and it might not matter. Don't be surprised if Kevin Durant scores 40 points against the Wolves in this game. 
I hate to say it, but I gotta be honest. I think Kevin Love, though, also flirts with the big 4-0 in this game. I think Kevin Durant and Kevin Love have one of those can-you-top-this type of games, but I think Oklahoma City wins and wins convincingly. 113-100, Oklahoma. Winners in OKC. Moving right along. And they they are going to win the Western Conference, like I predicted. Not because I'm a fan, but because I got that. I had that feeling, and I'm going to be right, guys. I am going to be right. I don't think there's any doubt about it. As we desperately try to move along in the schedule here. <laughs> Way too many hoops to jump, and I don't know why. It's just I just love these things sometimes. <laughs> we are um, then head to Nolens. Yes, sir. Get that lemon in that tomato juice. Put the Worcestershire sauce in there as well. Add some peppers and some shrimp. All right, it's time to head to New Orleans. It's Mardi Gras time. Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, February 7th, Friday. Should be a fun one. Wolves win. Oh, New Orleans is depleted. They're injured. They're not very good anyway. But when, when healthy, they're... Uh, okay, I shouldn't say it. When healthy, they have, they have some talented guys. I mean, I love Drew Holiday. Uh, still not a big fan. Of Anthony Davis, if you can believe it. I'm still not a big fan. I, I don't like the whole unibrow bit very much. Um, they have... They have... Uh, <laughs> Greg Steemsma. Oh, the statue. He's he's the statue because he's so stiff-looking. I mean, whatever. Anthony Davis, I shouldn't even say I'm not a big fan because he has really emerged versus last season. I mean, he looks good out there. Amazingly, Josh Childress has played four games for them this year. I just thought that was interesting to see. Uh, Ryan Anderson's having a hell of a year, but of course he's out. He was having a hell of a year. <laughs> was, was, yes. Um, Wolves should win this game, though, with all the, the injuries and such. Anthony Davis has been out for a while. Drew Holiday's been missed time. I mean, it's been a big frustration. Eric Gordon is one of those in-and-out guys, though. He's actually been playing most of the year. Um, I think the Wolves can win this one. Hopefully they play with a more inspired effort than they did at home, though. I mean, the Wolves need to be more aggressive. They need to play with a little more urgency. I mean, this is a game you need to win. You need to win this game. I'm going to say the Wolves do. We're going to go with... Uh, I should probably bring the numbers down. 90, 95 to 86. Timberwolves win in in uh, Nolens. That'll be nice. So a 2-1 to one record so far. As we gradually try to approach this fourth game here, which uh, will be against the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, 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 uh. Not the Blazers again. Oh, man. <laughs> and You know what's funny with the Blazers, though? It seems like every time the Minnesota plays Portland this year, one of the two teams had played the previous night, and that team got their butts kicked. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the Timberwolves this time around. Um, because it's Saturday, February the 8th. The Timberwolves host the Portland Trail Blazers after playing in New Orleans. That's cruel. What kind of schedule is that? Jeez. I mean, I'm, wow. Really? we got to travel from New Orleans back to the Twin Cities to play Portland. Man, they schedule people do not like the Minnesota Timberwolves in any way, shape, or form. Now, do they? Uh, I'm trying to make a quick catch-up here to see Portland. And they also, wow, they also have to play the Indiana Pacers on Friday night. So I guess there's a little bit of evening out. That might spell a Minnesota victory, actually, because they're playing the freaking Pacers, which a lot of uh, Blazers fans will tell you that could have been and should have been the 2000 NBA Finals. Yes, yes. Scotty Pippen and uh, and and and, and uh, Rasheed Wallace and such leading the way against the Reggie Miller Ron Artest group. Yes, not Ron Artest. Not not Ron Artest. Mark Jackson. Ron Artest wasn't there yet. Uh, Mark Jackson and such back in 2000. They thought they could have beat the Lakers and gone, but oh, boy, Portland. They have a kind of a brutal little schedule there. They have to go. They have to play in Indiana and then travel to Minnesota the next night. Um. I'm going to pick Portland. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Because since both teams are playing back-to-back, Portland's a better team. I have to pick the Blazers. They've always been a pain in the butt to the Wolves. Even though we kicked the crap out of them once this year. But this time, it's evened out. Portland wins in an even field, even though it's a home game for the Wolves. Portland beats the Wolves at Minnesota and at Portland. So I'm going to go with another pretty high-scoring game here. Because it always is with Portland and Minnesota, just like Golden State. This one, this one will be 115 to 115 to 10 to 104. Minnesota will make it interesting for a while, but Portland will pull away. So, 
Unfortunately, the Timberwolves go with a 500 week, which should put them, uh, I believe, a game under 500. Uh, yeah, that sucks. So we'll be right back under 500 again. Yay. We'll be above it for a little while, or we'll be at it. We'll be at it. We'll be teased. We'll, we'll, we will be floating around the 500 range. Actually, we will be above it because we will play the, uh, the Pelicans and the, <laughs> and the Lakers. So we'll be back above it and we'll be back below it. So classic Timberwolves tease. The tease is on yet again. All right, we'll be right back after this for a little fan interaction on Facebook and Twitter. Contact us and support Timberwolves Explosion by liking us on Facebook and following at Wolves Explosion on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. It is the final segment. That means it is time to hear from you out there. The fan interaction. No calls today. Would like to get some calls, guys. So do get into that phone line, please. That you heard before. I'll say it one more time just to... Continue to encourage you, 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. Do listen to Big Voice Joe (laughs) and hop on those contact details, guys. Yes, sir. All right, to the Facebook page, if it still exists. If it still exists? Yes, it still exists. Okay. Yeah, it does. It very much does, actually. I do appreciate your guys' interaction yet again. Uh, I believe the... Yes, here we go, the oldest one. I had to bring this up because I was a, I was a little bit annoyed by it. Um, and please don't take offense to this out there because it's not... There's no reason to take offense to this as far as I'm concerned. It just is what it is. It's weird. Uh, I was talking about how I got an alert because there's the ESPN app, right? I guess they call it Sports Center now. Before it was called Score Center. Now it's Sports Center. Ooh, ever heard of that? <laughs> I was saying how I had just gotten an alert on my ESPN telling me... Now, this is the application for Android or Apple or uh, BlackBerry and Windows, I'm sure. Telling me that Jason Collins says he's ready to play. He's staying in shape if someone calls. It's like, Jason Collins, we we really need we really need to hear about that? Oh, oh, that's right, because he's the guy that came out of the closet. So we all better know that Jason Collins is, is okay, is ready to play. Uh, Jason Collins was never a good player. Just because he came out of the closet, now we all gotta, like, make him front-page news? Why? I mean, really, why? I mean, why are we making, why are we <laughs> glorifying people because of that? I, I I don't know. I mean, and again, don't take offense to it. Uh, it it's just, there's no need to glorify them. It's just, <laughs> he's not a good basketball player. I mean, he, he's just not good. So, that's what should matter at this point in time. Not that really anybody should be necessarily glorified at all in any way, per se. But I'm just saying. It's just bizarre. Okay, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand saying, People have tried to become so politically correct. Exactly. That they are now that they now put anyone who's different on a pedestal. It's ridiculous. Just treat him like everyone else. Yes. Put everyone different on a pedestal. I, I really appreciate that comment, Tanae. That's that's gold star material right there. Kaylin Woods saying, I agree with you. I just think it was the timing of his announcement and the fact his contract was up. This has put him up for NBA media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, to be honest, <laughs> a mediocre NBA big who gets minimum salary. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, really though. Yeah, um, Stu Benson saying, with all due respect, Jason Collins hasn't had a relevant contribution since those Nets Eastern Conference <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals teams. Weird alert. Yeah, that's another really, really good statement there, Stu. I, I agree with that. Dan May was say, uh, says, was going to say, is he actually any good? I can't remember seeing him do anything other than coming into foul shack, get dunked, get dunked on, or foul. Can he even shoot? Um, no, no, he can't shoot, and all the other stuff is very, very true there, Jan. Very, very true. Really, really appreciate the response there, guys, and good stuff. <laughs> I mean, 
it's nice to be agreed with on that. Um, and no, you don't have to agree with me. I would just say, <laughs> but still, really good thoughts that you were added to the conversation there, all of you. Tanae, though, that was super cool. I, I like what he had to say there. Um, and I'm not necessarily picking favorites. I'm just saying. Um, it was good stuff. It, it just annoyed me. I mean, the guy was never good. I never liked him as a player. Never. Heck, there was even, there's even on the, on the, the, on the crossover podcast, there's even somebody making fun of, <laughs> making fun of, uh, Jaron and Jason Collins, how terrible they are, the, the twins, uh, on there, where it's like, what was it? Uh, uh, I believe, yeah, uh, Frazier with the new, with the, uh, with the Knicks broadcasting team. Was saying, I thought Jason Collins' twin played in Utah. So it's like how terrible they both are when there was like an air ball. Air ball by Curry, yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, just saying how bad they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get to some other posts here. Yeah, in the Facebook page. The Facebook page. Uh, where are we? Where the heck are we? We have... No, not Caleb leaving again. Come on now, Hank. Come on now. Uh, yep, that was the Taco Bell. Yep, so here we go. This is where Hank McCoy was talking. He says, hey, Joey, just a question for the next show. I know we've all been speculating about Caleb leaving Minnesota, but what if he does stay? What then? Thoughts? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, what if he does stay, huh? Uh, wow. He, uh, Hank McCoy continuing saying, yeah, there's a massive focus on him leaving at the moment, and with good reason. That's what he says anyway. Uh, he says, but how would you sell him on staying in mini? Don't offer him his own coffee line. That didn't work so well with Corey Brewer. And Vince Giovanni saying, if he says L.A., if he stays, L.A. is stuffed. L.A. is stuffed. Um, what if he does stay? Well, you got to get pieces around him. You got to get a better coach around them, too. Again, not saying that Edelman's a really bad coach. He's just not the correct coach for this for this team. Edelman is stuck in his ways, and he's he's just he's grand scheme of things. You can say how great Edelman is, Hall of Fame, all that stuff, but he's not doing a good job as the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves need to go in a certain direction, and he's not doing a good job of it at all. For Derek Williams to literally be run out of town in two years, that's that partially falls on Rick Edelman. Was Derek Williams disruptive in the locker room? Was Derek Williams killing the Timberwolves every single night? I mean, and another thing, why is Ricky Rubio declining? What's going on here, Rick? What's going on? I mean, some of this has to be, some of these questions need to be answered. So yes, a Lionel Hollins. A Lionel Hollins would be a better fit, and that name has been brought up multiple times. First by Vince Germano, and I think Hank McCoy is leaning that way as well now. Obviously, Hank McCoy is a Memphis Grizzlies fan, and that would mean Lionel Hollins <laughs> and Hank McCoy were uh, well acquainted. Not not in person, but <laughs> big big time fan slash NBA guru and head coach. Were uh, they had their little relationship here, just like I have with Rick Edelman right now, which I would not recommend to a young team. And what was the knock on Rick Edelman throughout his career? What was the knock that Rick Edelman had when he coached the Golden State Warriors? He's not good with young players. Okay, next, uh, next on here. Uh, but no, no, no. I gotta stop. I gotta hold on. I didn't even really answer Hank's question. I'm like a politician here. I should run for office. <sighs> okay, yeah, I kind of answered it by yes, having a different coach. Um, and well, you plain and simple, you gotta get players around him. Um, I know you're probably like, well, who, Joey? Who? And Hank did bring up the thought of Pau Gasol. And Mike Conley, I'm not all that excited about Paul Gasol, which I know will offend Vince Germano deeply, me saying that. Paul Gasol is definitely on the decline. Uh, Pekovic, I'm not sure he's going to get much better than he is already. I think he's kind of at his reaching his ceiling, we'll say, reaching it. Rubio, I think, has a lot of improving to do, and I think he will make those improvements. Mike Conley has made a lot of improvements and has become a very, very solid pro in this league. In fact, somebody that may even be like borderline all-star talent. He's he's that good. Um, coming out of college, I thought he was going to be a stud in this league, but he n- did not become that. Uh, but, he, but he's gotten awfully close now after, oh gosh, he's been in the league since 2007. Jeez. But yeah, it's funny how him and Kyle Rowry are actually pretty similar, and they played on the same team for the, for quite a while there in Memphis. 
until Mr. Lowry got traded to the Houston Rockets. Um, but again, you gotta you gotta find a way to make moves. Um, of all things, and I'm gonna bring this up because he just might be coming back at some point. And I know this is the weirdest thing in the world, but <laughs> okay. We're weird. Me and Mr. Forecaster are weird people. Yes. <laughs> but you still love us. We're very weird. Um, the Forecaster, of all people, brought this up to me today. The whole Kyrie Irving situation in Cleveland. That could be a big possible move. Like, would you trade Rubio and Pekovic to Cleveland in a package that would bring back Kyrie Irving? Um, he was talking about how Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love are... You know, they were they were in a commercial together. Maybe they're getting along type of thing. Eh, in a commercial together, it doesn't always mean anything. But, oh, well, it bonded Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, where they used to hate each other and they started to like each other after that. So a possible deal involving Kyrie Irving because he's, you know, where he's getting the vibe that Cleveland wants to blow it up and that Kyrie wants to leave. And I know Kyrie Irving is another future Laker, Vince. I know. I know he's another future Laker. So there, there we go. Now, it's gonna, we're going to have some interesting conversations on that show about stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> we're going to be battling over the same people, the Kevin Loves, the Kyrie Irvings, not Carmelo Anthony. He can go to, like, the Grizzlies or something, Hank. Yes, he, he can go to the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but possible Kyrie Irving. Um, if the Wolves want to just say, you know what, not screw Rubio, but we can do better. And if there's an opportunity to do, but to get do better, why not go for it? What would that ultimately mean for the Timberwolves? Ah, uh, well, we have a extremely talented player to go with Kevin Love. He would absolutely want to stay. I got to think with the Kyrie Irving. How uh, oh, just how much would we have to give up? I mean, would Rubio and Peck be enough? And I'm sure the salaries would have to match with some type of deal coming back to uh, to Minnesota because. Well, then again, well, somebody would have to come back with Kyrie. He can't do two for one. So I don't know if it's their worst player, the cheapest player, or somebody else. Um, they want to dump Verizal. I, I I don't know. Maybe they do. I have no idea. But Verizal is pretty damn expensive, too. So it, it's a wait-and-see thing. But that could be a possible very high-end move, Hank. Um, maybe Mike Conley. I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody... Maybe it's it's Gary Neal. There it is. That'll keep Kevin Love for sure. When the Timberwolves trade J.J. Barea for Gary Neal, that's going to keep Kevin Love. No, uh, that might be a small, tiny little building block to keeping him, though, because I can't imagine J.J. Barea has Kevin Love wanting to stay in Minnesota. Though I do think Kevin Love does want to stay in Minnesota. I, uh, like, again, the topics I've been saying the past couple weeks here, uh, the past week or so, the past week, uh, is when Kevin Love had that video... After the All-Star, thanking, uh, after learning he was an All-Star starter, thanking the fans and all that stuff, just the way he did it, it sounded like he is happy here and wants to stay, ultimately, and that he will stay. That's the vibe I got. It's just a hunch. It's just a feeling. A gut feeling. I've been a fan of the NBA and of this franchise for many, many years. And I got the vibe that Wally Zerbiak wanted to stay, when a lot of people kept thinking, oh, he wants to go back to the Knicks, he wants to go to, or he wants to go to New York and play for the Knicks, whatever, he's going to leave, but what happened? Wally Zerbiak stayed, and I had that, that hunch on him years ago, and ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I still have the same hunch that Kevin Love wants to, that will ultimately stay in Minnesota, and if, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, go ahead, Mr. GM that believes he wants, everybody knows he wants to go to L.A., I think part of him does, but ultimately I don't think he will. Now I will continue to move on here. Pardon me. That that got drawn out, but that's Hank McCoy, man. Like I said, he is... That's why he's such a damn good host, because look what he does. Hank McCoy is the best, and I need to <laughs> I need to get going. I need to get better at asking questions, but then again, I kind of do ask questions, don't I? As, I? as I talk, but I need to actually put them in writing, too, at times, don't I? <laughs> on other people's shows. Yeah, I need to do some questions as well. Um, Tanae said, nice win today. This was against the uh, the Bulls. As soon as I saw Noah was out, I was fairly confident we'd be back to 500. Yep, and I was the same, Tanae. He says, hopefully Peck isn't out for too long, though. Also, how many more games do we have to see 
those t-shirt uniforms. I'd rather much see them do a throwback. Oh my goodness, another gold star. Yeah, you are going to win the gold star today. There's no doubt. You're like the king right there. Even though Hank, Hank is going to get at least the silver star for that question. That was like freaking awesome. But uh, some cool stuff by today. Vince Germano saying Turia filled in nicely for Peck. That was the Bulls game. Hopefully he can keep it up if Peck is out for a while. And hopefully Zheng will get minutes too. Yes, sir. Tanae saying, what do you think our chances are like without Peck tonight? Joey, that was the the uh, Memphis game. And I was saying, well, a bit tough because of Marcus Soul, but I do think Yang and Turi have chances. <laughs> yeah, I do like Yang, I, I do like the chance, but yeah, the great Adelman didn't even play. Didn't even play Corgi. Couldn't believe it. Uh, Tanae was saying, hopefully Love can find his touch outside again. <laughs> he shot 2 of 13 in the past two games. Yeah, his outside shooting really coming back to the crack. 1 through 6 and 1 for 7. Oh my, it had really been struggling. And, um, just freaking, freaking frustrating, man. I can't even believe it. Uh, <laughs> and most of, you know, a lot of Kevin Love's scoring was because he got to the free throw line in Atlanta. It wasn't necessarily because he was scorching the nets from downtown. And then either. His three-point shot has been going down, and I wouldn't be surprised if the ankle injury had something to do with it because I think his shot had to be... He's been adjusting his shot because his jump is different with the ankle injury. Uh, love, the sore ankle. Sore ankles can really mess up your jump shot because of that. Because your, your your lift is a little different. You may hesitate a bit, and then you overcompensate with your, your shooting form, and it is a clanger, and I mean a big-time clanger. So that could be what's been going on, Mr. Tanae. Hank McCoy was making fun of the... <laughs> well, he was saying he loved it, but does Peck really deserve to be an all-star reserve? Thoughts? Vince saying, oh, hell yes. But at the same time, oh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking, I do think he'd had a strong year, but I'd have to see who'd get left out. Um, and ultimately, Pekovic, you know, I in, in, in the years of the all-star being in the in the ballot... And all that good stuff. Uh, obviously, Pekovic wouldn't ever be a starter, probably. But a reserve, like a third-string all-star center? Sure. Third-string, though. Because um, there was such a thing back in the day. I think Pekovic should have been maybe the number three all-star center, if that still existed. And I think he would have gotten it almost for sure. But in this day and age, unfortunately, unfortunately, well, there's a reason why they did it. Because there's so many good power forwards and almost hardly any good centers these days. That where a guy like Gortat would probably get in, you know, stuff like that. Where it's like, really, you know, <laughs> you know, like uh, Chris Gatling got in one year because it's just like, really, really, that's ridiculous. So um, ultimately, no, Pekovic won't make it. Wouldn't wouldn't make it because of the forward situation. Now it's all mostly forwards, and ultimately, Nikola did not make it. Hank McCoy saying, wrapping up the Facebook page, saying, "Did you know Kevin Love has never been has never beaten the Atlanta Hawks? Pretty amazing and depressing at the same time." Yeah, and that was something I was kind of tapping into. It's like the Wolves never win in Atlanta ever. So, but overall, the Wolves have struggled against the Atlanta Hawks over the last several years, and that sucks because Kevin Love has been a Timberwolf since two thousand eight, despite he missed basically two years. <laughs> well, the better part of two years. <laughs> at times with with long injuries so there's that too oh my so he may have missed some of them some of the opportunities as well <laughs> oh kevin you got to stop doing that let's move on to the twitter this should be fairly short i got to think um diego diego luis contreras out of spain was saying how can i download your podcast i'd like to hear it on my mp4 greetings from spain and very great to hear from you and this is also for you guys out there as well when you like you heard in the context just now too, but I'll say it here again, and I was tweeting it to him that yeah, I mean on iTunes, search Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes. But if you don't if you don't have an Apple device, which you happen to have Android instead, there's the Double Twist app, which has all the same stuff iTunes does. Simply go to the podcast section, type on that, or type, look up Timberwolves Explosion in there, and then BlackBerry and Windows phones. Simply search in the store. So that's how you're able to get it, so you don't have to sit in front of a computer. Okay, so, sorry, I had to repeat it from the, uh, what you call it. But, you know, I just wanted to get back to that if need be. Um, we had a little conversation, and ultimately, Diego Luis Contreras saying, Thanks, and you're very welcome, sir. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Tom Gorgon saying that I need a co-host. Yep, because of what the situation was going on. Um, yeah, 
I would like a co-host. <laughs> and hopefully he, maybe he'll come back. We'll see. But ultimately, I'm not uh, going to focus on him being full-time. I'm going to do what I can because he, he, he's just, he has a hard time keeping up with the schedule of the show. Um, it's easier for me because I'm here. He's not here, if you know what I mean. So that's one thing i got to understand as well. Uh, some people are just, it's just easier for them to make a commitment than others. So he may be an occasional co-host, and I will, as I said, do the revolving door, which Mr. Train has made a suggestion of here. He says, your best option for a co-host would be a revolving door. People mix it up each episode with the co-host. Yes, sir. Uh, he said, throw it to the people and mix it up. You're good enough host to manage a new co-host each week. And thank you for that. And I really appreciate that. I, I think I can, too. I even offered Mr. Train as a possible, as one of those guys as well, possible <laughs> revolving door member. He would say, yeah, I'd be happy to. I need to brush up on the T-Wolves knowledge a little, but I can bluff my way through anything, too. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have read that last part out loud. I'm sorry about that. But no, I... <laughs> And it's not about bluffing anything. It's just a matter of you kind of work your way through stuff at times. Um, yeah, I mean, and ultimately, uh, I, I, yeah, by the time by the time Train is on here, his his skills will be just fine. So he won't need to bluff. So, yeah, his skills will be just fine. I, I trust him. He did a very good job in his previous podcast called That Basketball Show. Tom Reeds was saying, keep up the great work. And I appreciate that. Sad to hear about how Marcus isn't going to be full-time. Uh, he was also saying... Uh, he's hundred percent positive that I'll be able that you'll be able to keep the show trucking along still. Thank you for that, and I would, I hope so as well. Silverstream Trent B. Uh, saying, he listened to some more of your podcast things and they were great. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, a couple more. Let's see. I was making fun of. Let's see. I was not making fun. I was talking about Adelman. Let the word be known. Rick Adelman needs to go. That got a couple favorites. And Ira Brooker saying sad, but true. Mm-hmm. Brent Donahue also saying I agree about that. And me and Silverstream got in a little conversation. She was also asking how she can help. And yeah, it's just letting you know. Yeah, how she can help the show and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, really what you can do is tell a friend, retweet the show. Say if you have a Twitter account out there, you just follow me, the at Wolves Explosion. Retweet it when I mention the new show is out. Retweet it. That's a way you can help. You can rate us on iTunes. I'd really, really appreciate that if you rate me on iTunes. And I will be kind enough to shout out to you on the next show after you are, after you give us that rating on iTunes. Again, tell your friends as well. Like the show on Facebook. All that kind of ways you can help out. Those are ways you can help. So, I really appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. And some of you out there that <laughs> may have time and may have a little bit of a, a little bit of a radio skill and know the Wolves very well, maybe you can, you can join me sometimes. And my schedule isn't too easy either. So, again, that doesn't help matters for myself or the forecaster either. I don't, you know, none of us have the easiest schedules in the world, so well, I wish I'd just worked 9 to 5, that'd be so much better. <laughs> I just record in the evenings right after work, or not right after, but like maybe 8 o'clock after work or something. be so nice. Oh, to dream. Alright, so with that, we are going to wrap up the show. Thank you for those of you that have interacted, some of you out there that have been listening for a while that haven't joined, please do join. But I do thank you for listening and hope you will tell a friend or two or 40 (laughs) about the show and hop on board. Give you a 100% thank you. And hopefully the Timberwolves can do better than than a 500 week. But as of right now, that's what I see. I call it as I see it. We'll see if the Wolves can overachieve this week. (laughs) 